Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon. This is the Build Your Network Podcast, episode 396. Hey, this is Hunter Blue, founder of Bold. And if you want to be bold with your connections, you should be listening to Build Your Network Podcast with my good friend, Travis Chappell. Welcome to the show. I'm Travis Chappell, and I chat with some of the world's top business influencers, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs in order to crack the code of networking. I believe that who you know is more important than what you know, and that your relationships ultimately determine the person that you become. So if you want to learn the new way of connecting, if you want to fill your network with quality people and skyrocket your results, then you're in the right place because this is the Build Your Network Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Build Your Network. Today, I'm sitting down with a good buddy of mine, Hunter Ballou. Hunter is a multi-million dollar entrepreneur, owns a few different companies, and he's also the founder and CEO of Bold, a company that is dedicated to helping men around the world improve in mind, body, and legacy. Guys, I can't wait for you to listen into this conversation with Hunter and me. But first, really quickly, if you are a six or seven-figure entrepreneur, and you understand the importance of having a podcast, but you just don't have the time, uh, maybe the team or the resources to figure out all the back-end stuff uh, because you're busy running your business, then let us do what we're really good at, which is building world-class chart-topping podcasts, and you do what you're good at, which is uh, selling and servicing your clients. So um, if this is something that you know that you need, but you just don't have the time, let me and my team build it for you. That's something that we're really good at. Head over to travischapel.com slash make my podcast. That's travischapel.com slash make my podcast. Hunter, what's going on, my man? What's up, man? What you been up to, brother? Uh, you know, anything and everything, anything and everything. Um, I hear yeah, you, man. Just, yeah, uh, got it. Got it. The new show coming out. Um, and, uh, got, uh, working on this, these done for you podcasting services. So yeah, man, just super busy, super busy. What about you? 
No, man, I'm staying slim myself. We've got the construction company rolling. We're coming into season. Uh, so we're hitting record-breaking numbers every month, growing the team. Uh, we do the events on that side of the business uh, called RoofCon for other roofers. And then I, I think, you know, we have Bold, which is helping men control their income, improving mind, body, and legacy. And then we're super stoked. We've got an app launching this summer called Zervo. So staying busy. Awesome, man. Awesome. Let's go back here, but a little bit of context for everybody listening. I was able to read a little bit of your story. And so I kind of want to have you share a little bit of that. So let's talk like all the way back, junior high, high school. What was, uh, you know, Teenage Hunter up to? Yeah, man. So even before Teenage Hunter, it was uh, growing up. I'm here in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina, a little old town in the upstate, close to the mountains, right below North Carolina. I'm actually still here. I've got my office in Traveler's Rest. And I uh, went to Traveler's Rest High School, not a, not a big town at all, um, but I grew up, uh, family, two brothers, my parents, once I got into middle school, kind of got the drug scene, so I ended up going to live with my parents. And from just a real young age, man, I knew that I wanted to kind of control my income and be able to work for myself. I've just always had an entrepreneurial spirit. Even from before then, uh, when I was real young, like five, six, seven years old, I was trying to buy and sell stuff, and I just kept working my way up. So uh, nice. I always tell the story. We had a, an old dump at the end of our dead end road. Uh, it was from like the thirties or forties and I'd go down there and I'd find old stuff like glass insulators. And my grandpa would take me down to the flea market and I'd sell that stuff and, hmm. and save up money. So it was just always hustling, man. And that continued to grow, you know, and in, in, in middle school, I was slinging candy or keychains or whatever I could. And then as I got older and, and made more money, I was started to do cars and boats and trailers and, uh, four wheelers. And then I got into real estate and started saving money there. So, um, I just wanted to get out of town. Like it, it wasn't my first move to become an entrepreneur when I graduated high school. Um, yeah. I actually went straight into the Marine Corps. I knew that was my fastest way out of town and okay. uh, to kind of create a, a life for myself. So I did that I was in the Marine Corps for uh, about six years. And then after that, I did the fire department full time for five years before I actually made a move. And I I did those together. I was actually reserved with the Marine Corps. Yeah. Talk to me about your time in the Marine Corps. Yeah, man. So it was uh, pretty simple. I didn't have to do too much. Uh, I don't really have this cool story to tell about, um, you know, going overseas or any war stories. A lot of guys do. And I respect that. Uh, When I got in, it was 09. So everything was starting to die down a little bit. Um, some guys that were two years older than me, they went over, um, they were part of a uh, couple of them went to Iraq, a couple went to Afghanistan for me. I was uh, stateside my entire six years. Okay. Um, so I, looking back, you know, I guess I'm, I'm thankful for that when you're young and you're hungry and you want to be in the Marine Corps, you know, of course you want to go over there. But looking back about halfway through, man, about three years into it, I was like, all right, I'm ready to be done. I'm ready to do my own thing. Cause I was already at the fire department, uh, through that time. So I did five years at the fire department. And basically ended my time with the Marine Corps and fire department the same year in 2015. And then, uh, and then went into entrepreneurship full time. So why the fire department? What what was that? What was that um, decision-making process? Man, I, I guess it's the same thing as the Marine Corps. You know, you, you feel like uh, it's, it's kind of the thing when you're a kid, you say like, Oh yeah, I want to be a firefighter or a cop. And um, it's just, it's just a way to serve. Like I got a big heart for people. Um, There's a lot of action but the money's not great. And so when I left the fire department, that was one big piece. It's like, man, am I still going to be as fulfilled as I am 
when I'm helping people in the fire department. And mm-hmm. that fulfillment came through being able to make more money and serve more people. Um, I think that's one common mistake for most people is they look at money and they're like, oh, it's just zeros in the bank account. Well, yeah, it is if you don't have any purpose for it. It's really the reason behind those dollars. So for me, it was like, hey, I want to do a million and then 10 million. And now, you know, my goals are set at a billion so that I can help a lot of people. And Mm. uh, I find fulfillment in that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true, man. Uh, so then after the fire department, you basically are like, Hey, I want to try this entrepreneurship thing out. Was it, was it, did it come from like this feel like a suffocation feeling like you felt like restricted where you were or like, like why leave a really good safe job like that to go do your own thing? Yeah, man. I heard that so much safe, secure. I'm, I'm, sure, you yeah. I'm sure you did. Yeah. <laughs> Insurance, bro. I mean, I was already making typically more than I was um, at the fire department every year on the side. I had started a, a moving mm-hmm. company. Like I said, I was buying and selling stuff, boats, yeah. cars, trailers, four-wheelers. Just couldn't couldn't shake that entrepreneurial spirit then for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it, for me, I think it was more about just, I enjoyed what I did at the fire department in terms of the, the day-to-day like running calls. And I really enjoyed the brotherhood, which okay. came full circle when I started Bold Brotherhood uh, because I live with those guys every third day. Like at the fire department, you work a 24 hour shift and then you're off for 48 hours. So I literally like I would sleep there, take showers there, like everything. I live there every third day. So um, a part of it was that like leaving all these brothers that I got to know and it's good or or better than my wife. You know what I mean? Cause I just got married when I left the fire department. Uh, But it just got to the point that last six months, that last year, I had known all along that I wanted to make the transition, but that last year was like, eating me up. I was like sick. And I was like, I have to, I have to make this move because I feel like it's what's right. And I know I have a lot of potential that I'm wasting spending every third day here because it's, it's really not just every third day, man, because you get off, you're tired. And then of course you got to go to bed at a decent time the night before. Um, and I was always trying to hustle and make up for it on my days off. It's it's still just tough. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like, like, like hiring a, a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is, is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash 
Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need hire, you need Indeed. Yeah, right. So got that burning desire, had to go do something. What was the thing that you did as soon as you quit? Yeah. So like I said, I had that, that moving company and I kind of put that to the side. I was doing all right, but I knew that my potential there wasn't very high. Okay. Uh, so I started getting into the online world, learning e-commerce, learning marketing. And so I, I turned in my two weeks notice on February 8th. I quit. Last day was February 22nd. Well, it was to go be a part of this larger company, um, work together as individuals, but kind of together and do group buys. So basically we we're going to leverage the capital that all of us put together and buy from overseas, sell on Amazon, and we would get better rates, obviously make more money. Dude, yeah. that went belly up on January 2nd. <laughs> so we're talking like not even two weeks later, my chief looked at me, basically called me an idiot. Some of my best friends were like, oh, I can't believe you're leaving this job. My friends, have, my friends and family both doing that. And I'm like, well, shit, I got to figure it out now. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so we did. And at that point, um, I, I ran with e-commerce for a little bit, just to keep me afloat. And I was like, you know what? I hate marketing. I'm a, I'm a really big picture guy. I hate mm. like the small details and stuff, but I felt like, Hey, if I can learn how to market a company and, and actually build a brand that relates with uh, the community and, and the tribe that I'm selling to, then I'll always be successful. So mm. moving forward from there, man, I just dove in and started learning how to build a brand. And that, yeah. that took, a lot of sacrifice, uh, large investments of time and money, but it, it's paid off. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So what do those people say now? Yeah, they don't say nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got, okay. you know, a couple of them are, are great friends, man. And yeah. I give them jabs and stuff. And I've always said over here on my wall, I haven't done it, but I was going to make like a little hater board and <laughs> have, have their statements just to fuel me because yeah. that's, that's something we talk about a lot in the men's group is, uh, a lot of people say, don't, don't focus on the bad and all that. But then sometimes if you can use that for fuel, use it for fuel. Um, I, I think it is important to focus on the future and what you're moving towards. Sure. Um, they talk about moving away and moving to, and, and you have to know what you're fighting for and, and what you're trying to improve in this world and how you're trying to leave a legacy. But if you got to use something from the past for a little bit of fuel, when it's 11 o'clock and you need to go another hour, get yeah. after it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I had that conversation actually with Tom Bilyeu and um, he said more or less the same thing. He was like, it's not a place that you want to live. It's not a place that you want to stay. He was like, but if you can, if you can tap into those, you know, dark side moments when, you know, like you said, when it's 11 o'clock and you got to put another hour in or, you know, when uh, you forgot to work out earlier and now you got to go to the gym and and it's 11 o'clock or, you know, when you got to just make that extra push when you don't feel like it, you can kind of reach into your reserves and kind of tap into that dark side there. And I do the same thing. I've I got a list of people in my head that I that, that's a, a act as a fuel for me when right. when I feel when I don't feel like doing something, you know. That's good, uh, man. Love it. So, uh, so then you move into the construction business a little while after that, right? So, talk to yeah. me about that. Why? Why did you? Why did you get into construction? Man, completely not planned at all. None mm-hmm. of this was planned. So I, I I started the marketing stuff, and I just landed in the niche of roofers. Hmm. and contractors you know i'd work with gyms i'd work with cafes like all these different crazy niches and contractors i found to be a a sexy niche because their tickets were so high right like you're still on a ten thousand dollar roof so it's nothing for them to spend two or three grand a month Hmm. to pay me for marketing yeah Uh, so 
I liked it. I started working with them and I started seeing how successful they were with me helping them. And I said, you know what, I'm going to build my own brand and try to get to a million dollars in a year and just show that, Hey, if I can do it, if I can get the seven figures with a roofing company and I don't know Jack squat about roofing. Like I really don't, I didn't at all. Yeah. And so I started Cornerstone. Um, it was an idea in like the fall of the end of, uh, 2016, mm-hmm. 2017 rolled around the spring, like March, I started poking around to hire somebody, somebody to sell because I literally didn't know anything. Like I didn't know the difference between three tab and arc. I didn't know anything about commercial. So I hired a guy in May 24th, 2017, we started. Uh, so from there it was just old man. And we, we planned on doing that first million, seeing how we could do. And then it just continued to grow from there. And this year, uh, just with Cornerstone, we should do eight figures. Wow. Wow. That's crazy, man. So what was your initial step with the roofing company? Like you didn't know what you were doing. So what was, what was step number one? (laughs) Yeah. So building the base, right. Building out the website and getting our brand out there on Facebook, um, starting to relate to people, building that community around that company. Cause let's be honest. I, I tell the guys that are in our inner circle and come to our events and stuff like there's nothing sexy about roofing. Like a homeowner's not going home and looking at the roof and like, you know what? I think I want to change colors. Right. It costs yeah. a lot of money to change a roof. So they're not going to do that. Um, so you have to build community. We, we get really involved. We do giveaways. Um, we're at home shows that I just right before we hopped on here, I was locking down a home show. Where we're doing like a 30 by 30 space and we'll be doing a cornhole tournament. Uh, we'll be putting on a roof for a, a dog house that we build and giving that to a shelter. And people appreciate that. So mm-hmm. when a storm rolls, rolls through and wind damages their home or hail or whether they just have a leak and they need to replace it, Cornerstone's top of mind. And that's important to us to be top of mind. Uh, because again, it's usually if you get a leak or something, you're just going to Google and you're looking for roofers. You yeah. don't really think about a company. We want, we want to be that company. Okay. So this one has been a long time coming and I'm excited to announce the launch of my new company, world-class media. I've been doing podcast coaching and consulting for individuals and businesses for the last couple of years. And over the last few months, I just haven't been able to keep up with the requests. So in order to serve more people, I've decided to stop taking on coaching clients and start an agency that creates a done for you podcasting solution, as well as monthly production and repurposing services. So if you are a business owner, coach, consultant, entrepreneur, real estate investor, whatever it may be, then a podcast should be the most powerful business development tool in your arsenal. Imagine having something that is constantly engaging your ideal client, even when you're sleeping, or that allows you to connect with the top people in your industry to build your network and establish credibility, or that allows you to help listeners that are currently outside of your sphere of influence, or that helps you get book deals or speak on more stages or create content once that we can repurpose and distribute across all the platforms for you. That is the power of a world-class podcast that's done the right way. So if you're interested in starting a show, but you just don't have the time, the resources, or desire to figure out all the tech stuff, the hosting, the equipment, the platforms, the production, then you just focus on what you do best, which is serving your clients and running your business. And then let my team focus on what we do best, which is creating world-class chart-topping podcasts. Let's at least hop on a call and chat about it because I'm fairly picky with the people that I work with. And I only work with people who I genuinely think are going to be able to absolutely crush it with a new show. So head over to travischapel.com slash make my podcast. That's travischapel.com slash make my podcast. And we'll chat real soon. Um, how long did it take you when you started to hit the first million? A uh, year. First year we did a million. Second year okay. we did two. Um, last year we did five. And then this year we're planning to do, I 
I think we're, we're definitely on track to do 10. So like last year, I, I really think we could have done more than we did. A big piece of like this industry, we keep talking about Cornerstone, you know, we're both involved with several different things, but like with Cornerstone, a big piece of the market is getting a storm. And so I've been afraid that since we haven't had a, a good storm since 2017, that I'd be doing our team members a disservice if I continued to grow our team. Mm. Like I didn't want to bring on a new sales guy and then them not be successful and me feel sure. bad because then they're out three months of their life and they don't get a paycheck and yada, yada, yada. So towards the end of last year, we started hiring one guy, another guy, another guy, and they continue to be successful because we built the system for them. You know, we have our own training that we call the six figure blueprint. We really want to see every single guy hit six figures. That's really important to us. And so we found out that, hey, look, if they're willing to go out there, you can't limit yourself. It's just like people running Facebook ads. They're like, well, what about when I run out of people? Dude, there's like 2 billion people on Facebook. There's freaking yeah. 250 million people in the U.S. on Facebook. So right. just like here in this small town, like in, in the county surrounding us, there's like 500,000 people. So there's hundreds of thousands of homes out there. And mm. for a guy to make six figures, he's only got to sell like 70 or 80 roofs a year. And to make six figures, he's got to sell a million. So if you can have 20 sales guys selling a million a piece, that's a $20 million company. And now right. we're at 15 to 18 sales guys and there's no reason we can't hire more. So I think we place a lot of uh, limits on ourselves. Yeah. And what, what kind of sales guys like, so are you, what talk to me about your sales process? Like do you have leads coming in through ads or are you doing like, you know, phone sales or door to door or what? Yeah. Yeah. Weren't you big in the door to door? Yeah, I did. For like seven years, yeah, door-to-door yeah, -door yeah. sales, training, management, all the above, yeah. Right, so we do just about everything, especially when a storm comes through. We'll be running Facebook ads, we do voice drops, uh, several different things through Google. Uh, Google now has something called local services, Google Guaranteed. We were the first contractor in South Carolina to have that. Mm. Uh, Google AdWords, Google My Business, and then obviously organic with SEO. And then we do a lot of door knocking too, and our guys are extremely successful with that. I think yeah. you said you know Sam Taggart? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We have, no, we have uh, D to D U and they go through that. So we give them all the tools they need to be successful. Um, we, we say it all the time, three T's training tools, technology, and they just got to bring the work ethic. Yeah. But that's yeah. across the board, man. It, it's, it's cornerstone. It's in bold brotherhood with roof con, anything we're doing, like you have to be able to bring the work ethic. There's, there's so many courses out there. Like you could provide your course to somebody, but if they're not willing to do the work that it doesn't matter, they have to implement it. It's yeah. not a magic pill. And nobody understands that. I've, I've put out courses for several years now and the stuff works because I'm using it. It's not like I'm some dude sitting in a, in a basement making up stuff, you know, like right. we use it ourselves. Too many people want to buy something and just not actually implement it. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> I think that's kind of the disease nowadays is, uh, it is the people that are just too afraid to take action. So they just keep buying courses and courses and courses and then never do anything with any of them and then blame the lack of results on the course creators. And it's like, well, you know, knowledge is just one part of the equation. You actually yeah. have to do something with the knowledge that you get. It's like subconscious self-sabotage or something, man. Like half the yeah. people don't even finish the course. I did hear a stat from a chick down in uh, Florida that only, I think it's less than 10% of people actually finish a course. I, I believe it. I believe it. Uh, yeah, the, the, the rate of uh, completion is really, really low with that kind of stuff. Um, right. People have great intentions. You know, I think it just makes people feel good, you know, and, and it, when it comes down to actually doing the work or going through the course, 
that's not the part that feels good. It feels good to like make the investment yourself. And I think that there's some value in that for sure. I think that there's value in building a habit of like betting on yourself constantly and continuing to invest in yourself regardless if you go through it or not. Um, But at some point, like you got to do the work. And I think that that the fear of failure and embarrassment prevents people from actually taking action. So they keep doing the prelim stuff like buying multiple yeah. courses and going to a bunch of events and masterminds and joining this and joining that instead of actually just going out and putting work in. Right. No, so, right so talk to me about the bold brotherhood. How did that come, come about? Yeah. So I, kind of like I said earlier, man, it, it just came full circle from the fire department. I was missing out on that piece to hang out with good guys. And I think as you continue to level up, in business and life, you're going to outgrow a lot of your friends, especially if you're from a small town. That doesn't mean that I don't still care about those guys. It doesn't mean that, you know, two o'clock in the morning, if they call me and they get a flat tire, I'll go help them. I take a lot of pride in that and knowing that if something goes wrong, that they're going to call me, but they know that I'm not going to go out to the bar every Friday and Saturday night because I have bigger goals and I, I want to level up and, and honestly just help more people yeah. than I care about going out and drinking. Uh, so Bold Brotherhood was an opportunity for me to do that. Kind of our, our motto is stretch your mind, push your body, grow your legacy. So we do retreats, we do events, we get together, we push each other. It's really for men who control their own income or want to control their own income. So we just have a free Facebook group on, uh, on here on Facebook and it's uh, Bold Brotherhood. Yeah, nice. That's awesome. So uh, talk to me about your mastermind then. Yeah, man. So uh, with the mastermind, it's it's just a little more in depth, and we talk about having the training, the relationships, and the accountability. Uh, okay. So I think it's easy for a lot of people to throw the training out there. You have the course that you go through, um, and like we just said, most people don't finish it. Yeah. Uh, so for me, that that kind of hurts, man. I I want to. I'm not like a pleaser, but I I don't like feeling like someone's looking back and like, oh, I shouldn't have spent money with Hunter. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it's no, still I totally agree with you. Yeah. People yeah, say don't way. let it bother you, but it bothers me. Um, so I felt like adding the relationships piece and adding the accountability piece would get rid of that. Yeah, now not only, results. Like not, you don't right. just want money from people. You want them to have actual results. Right. right. And so if, like at the events, I, I'll tell them like, this is not the Hunter Blue Show. That's why I have all these other industry experts here to help out. Yeah. So I want them to build relationships with not just the industry experts, but the other people inside of the group as well. Yeah. And then in that, they're going to help hold each other accountable because we go on these retreats, we go to these events and they actually get to know each other. Because mm-hmm. now if you know like, hey, you know, John says he needs to make $100,000. Well, that's cool that he wants to make $100,000, but why does he need to make $100,000? Well, he really wants to send his daughter to private school. Okay, now I know what's driving John, yeah. and I can help hold him accountable inside of this group. So it, it just, it, we do this with Cornerstone too, man. All of our sales guys, we do on trips, typically quarterly, and we dig deep, man. Like, it, I'm sure it's unlike any other construction company. I mean, we have grown men getting super vulnerable and just open up about life and why they need to be successful, why they need to be successful, not just want to. So I love it, man. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. What would you say one of the biggest things that you've taken away from your own groups would be? Yeah, man. Uh, so it's it's not hard when you get in a group like that. Again, that's it's not just like uh, Tony Watley and me just did a podcast earlier, actually. And he was talking about your zip code friends. And it might be hard to find friends in your zip code that are going to level you up because mm-hmm. you're from the same town. Maybe they're not doing big things. But when you get in a group like that, and you're talking about other seven, multi-seven, eight-figure business owners, you're going to be able to pull stuff from their businesses. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's really learning on that level from these different guys and a lot of older guys and mistakes they've made. I say yeah. all the time, failures make you more valuable. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. So much good stuff, man. So what's, uh, what's next for you and for bold and for the companies and everything. I know you said you have an app coming out. Yeah, man. So Zervos is coming out, uh, this, uh, summer, late this summer, okay. it'll be version one, got some features dropping after that. We've actually got the prototype in the next week dropping and that's, uh, it's a, it's a fitness app and okay. really we're kind of, it's, it's becoming more than a fitness app and kind of rolling into a personal development app. We're adding a lot of those three pieces, not just body, but mind as well as legacy. Yeah. Um, adding some social features, again, adding some accountability features with some subscription models. So that's a lot of fun stuff. And the, and the app's actually free. Uh, we got a pre-launch list for it over at Zervos.com and uh, really excited about that, man. Yeah, cool. What, what's been, um, I mean, this is a completely different realm, obviously, like, you know, app development, essentially software development. <laughs> yeah. um, what, what have you learned through this process that maybe you just didn't know before running your like more brick and mortar type businesses? Right. Um, it takes a lot of attention to detail, like a lot. And uh, I think I said earlier, like, I'm not a super detailed person. Yeah. I'm more of a big picture guy. And so that's what's cool about being a business owner. And if you're, if you're okay with giving up some money and not being super greedy, and I, honestly, I think you have to, if you want to grow at scale anyways, mm. you have to hire for those things you're not good at. So for me with this app, it was like, I'm not going to go in there and learn all this code and try to do it myself. It's hiring a development team, hiring a manager that's going to take care of it. And uh, then, then just me being an overseer and we're meeting about twice a week going through those things, tweaking things, making sure that it's what we want and, and being able to serve the users. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Uh, I look, this is the build network podcast. So we, we got to talk about networking for a little bit here before we, before yeah. we peace out. Um, I know there's something that you're big on. I know you had me on your show. Um, we talked about this a good amount. Um, talk to me what, what your opinion is on this question. Cause this is the staple question. This is the question I ask everybody that comes on the show. So Hunter, do you believe that who, you know, or what you know is more important and why between the two between the two got to pick one absolutely who you know not just because i'm on the build your network podcast bro <laughs> okay talk me through that decision then why why is it so much more important than what you know man i can take it all the way back to the start of cornerstone so when i was at the fire department i was uh, ready to make a move outside of there and one of my chiefs, he said, hey, man, you need to meet with this guy, Mark. He's a high-level entrepreneur here in Greenville. You need to meet with him. So I started meeting with him. He's an older guy. He took me under his wing, started mentoring me. And to start Cornerstone, again, I had no idea. I had nothing to do with the roofing industry. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know shingles. Yeah. I didn't know how to sell a roof. I didn't know where to buy the material, how to get crews. And so he actually took me under his wing and gave me one of his current employees to start this company. He said, hey man, he came from the roofing wow. industry and uh, you know, he's doing okay for me, but naturally he's, he's a roofer. That's what he knows, that's who mm -hmm. he is. And I said, well man, I don't want you to give me your guy. Like he literally was working for him. He said, well, can you go over to the shop right now and introduce you? So I went over, we introduced ourselves to each other. He's a 60 year old guy, he's looking out at me. I'm like 25, 26, whatever. I'm thinking like, dude, there's no way this guy's gonna come to work for me. But Mark vouched for me and he's like, hey man, this is a hungry kid. He's gonna grow this company. He's gonna be one of the biggest in the upstate. And look at what it's led to. Yeah. I, I didn't know the guy at all. I didn't know anything about the industry, but just that one relationship right there changed everything for me. When I talk to roofers, I talk about how important your relationship is with your suppliers and your manufacturers on your materials. Yeah. I mean, we get over six figures a year just from rebates with them because we have good relationships when our competitors get pennies. Mm. 
Yeah. It's all about that who, man. It's all about those relationships. And I love that you use that story because it really brings up a good point that is one that I try to hammer home a lot of times, which is your what can be influenced by your who in an exponential way, right? Like I don't find that it's necessarily the opposite way. I don't think that it works the other way around. Like your what, your, your who isn't going to be exponentially raised by your what, unless it's like a one-off situation, right? Like a Mark Zuckerberg right. type of a situation where like his what, because he was just so freaking smart and he invented something that literally changed the course of like human history, which is social media. You know what I mean? Like he invented that. And so that what has obviously put him in front of a lot of great who's and he has probably, you know, he could probably talk to anybody in the world that he wanted to talk to tomorrow. Um, That would be a extreme example of that. But in terms of like something duplicatable, replicatable that people listening to the show could actually implement, it seems that the who can always lead to exponential growth in the what. Um, So meaning like you didn't know anything about the roofing space. All you were like, is just like, Hey, I think that I can build a business. That's what I'm good at is like sales and, you know, uh, and vision and big picture. And so if I have somebody that knows the industry, you know, I could really take off with it. So then you meet with this guy, which is already a connection, right? So you, you get a connection from a connection that, in, that leads into another connection that then becomes like a business partner slash like top employee to help you figure out this industry. And now fast forward a couple of years and you're running a potentially eight figure annual business. Like that kind of stuff doesn't happen from reading a book. It happens wow. from connections that, that manifest opportunities that you can then take advantage of. And do you have to be competent? Sure. Do you have to know what you're doing? Sure. But like, as long as you're ambitious and like you said, you have the work ethic to figure it out, then I, I think the who is, is the more important part of that because you can drop me into any situation. And as long as I'm with the people who are doing it the best, I'll learn like a madman. Like I will learn yeah. like crazy as soon, and on, a, on a much faster pace than somebody who's just trying to figure it out by themselves. No, you're spot on, man. And it's not that it's not that hard at all to find the who. If you just yeah. go get plugged on, like it doesn't matter if you're in a small town and you can't find a networking group, get on Facebook. Like yeah. it's not that that hard to get plugged. Facebook in. groups, LinkedIn groups. You know, like it's yeah. I, nowadays, it, you know, all these social media platforms, uh, they just make it so much easier. They they used to say that uh, we were six degrees of separation from anybody in the world that like you can meet anybody through six degrees. Now I, I was reading something lately that said it's more between like three to four degree, to d- degrees of separation because of social media and technology and everything wow. that you have from meeting anybody that you wanted to meet you're three or four degrees of separation away from that person. And um, th- there's really no excuses now. There's just really none. Like you just got to be willing to put in that work and figure yeah. it out along the way um, and go to the events and, and go to things. You got to be willing to go do things that you're not 100% sure how it's going to work out, right? Like going to an event without knowing anybody, not knowing if you're going to make any good connections or have any good relationships you come out of it, just trusting that if you go out with the intention of helping people and trying to add value, that it's going to come back good on you. That's it, man. That's it. Well, cool, man. Look, I, I, I want to kind of, like I said, respect your time and, and wrap this up. So is there anything that you would like to say to people listening uh, to kind of, you know, think about throughout the rest of the day? Yeah, man. So don't, don't be afraid to invest in yourself. That's really a sum of all we've talked about today, whether it's buying a course and actually putting in the work to finish it, whether it is taking the time to go through Facebook and find someone that you can connect with, whether it's going to meet up locally, invest in yourself, be willing to sacrifice a little bit to find that great success. You're not going to find great success without sacrifice. I I can promise you that. Um, it it may depend on your perspective of looking at that, but you're going to sacrifice something. It's the same thing as working out. Like 
last night, for instance. I would have loved to have been sitting at home with my son playing. He's a year old. He's super fun right now. But I knew that I had to work out. And I had to drive back up to the office because I didn't work out during the day. And it's just a prime example. And, and really, you can relate so many things to working out. Uh, but this, it goes the same in business too, man. Be, be willing to invest yourself. Don't let your latest be your greatest. Continue to push forward and be the best you can be. Awesome, bro. Before we get signed off here, tell us the number one place that we can connect with you the most. Yeah, man, just on Facebook. Look me up, Hunter Ballou. Um, again, Zervos.com is going to be the free app. We're dropping Z-U-R-V-O-S.com. Z-U-R-V-O-S.com uh, for the application that they have coming out. And then make sure to go connect with Hunter. He's a super cool guy. He's always willing to have a conversation. So uh, connect with him, reach out, tell him you heard about him here on the show. Hunter, thanks so much for coming to the show today, man. Had a fantastic time chatting with you. Appreciate it, brother. Take care. Well, that's it for today's show. If you want more advanced networking strategies as well as an instant network upgrade, then consider partnering with my BYN Inner Circle Mastermind. There are already dozens of high quality entrepreneurs in the group. There's dozens of video lessons on networking. There's monthly calls, there's accountability crews and more all for the low investment of just 99 bucks a month. So head over to byninnercircle.com to jump in. That's byninnercircle.com. Thanks so much for joining us on today's show. We'll see you next time. Remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.